0: Welcome to Kanecast a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson-Rudnick Investment Management Team.
1: Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson-Rudnick, and with me today have Julie Kudasov, Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson-Rudnick Small Cap Value Strategy. Julie, thank you very much for the time today.
2: Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here.
1: Julie, the third quarter of 22 saw continued levels of heightened volatility, especially as we moved into the September months. Can you discuss some of the key drivers that drove these returns?
2: Yes, equities experienced a high level of volatility in the third quarter, particularly following the Federal Reserve's interest rate increase in mid-September and Chairman Powell's comments pointing to a longer than anticipated period of economic tightening. Now, expected to last longer, inflationary pressures are forcing the Fed to raise interest rates more aggressively and investors are increasingly concerned that with the economy already showing signs of weakness, the Fed's ability to rein in inflation may be limited. Slowing economic growth usually leads investors to focus on quality, solid balance sheets, earnings stability, strong returns on capital, and sustainable secular growth. This flight to quality was reflected in the Russell 2000 value benchmark's third quarter's performance, which was driven by names with higher earnings quality, stronger balance sheets, and higher returns on equity. At the same time, inflationary dynamics continued to drive out performance of commodity plays, such as energy companies. The benchmark's energy holdings were up nearly 8% for the quarter and 37% year-to-date. A headwind for us, with our structurally underweight position in the energy sector. No energy holdings currently. Due to the segment's inherent capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, things that we shy away from as investors in high quality companies.
1: Julie, what were some of the names that detracted most from the portfolio's performance during the quarter? And can you also describe some of the drivers on the positive side from an individual stock selection perspective?
2: Azenta, Tika A Z T A, was our weakest performer during the quarter. Other detractors included Scott's miracle Grow company Ticker SMG, National Beverage Ticker F-I-Z-Z, Evertech Ticker EVT.C), and Latham Group Ticker Swim. Azenta provides automation and cryogenic solutions for life science biological sample management and storage, where it serves pharmaceutical and biotech companies, biobanks, and research institutes. This is the market fueled by growth in direct-to-consumer testing, regenerative medicine, biotech development, and personalized medicine. Azenta offers a highly comprehensive solution for sample storage that combines the company's expertise in both cold storage and automation. Interestingly, once generated, a sample rarely gets disposed due to its potential to be helpful years later for perhaps unrelated research. Azenta also benefits from high switching costs, as customers are keen to maintain impeccable chain of custody for samples. Once they outsource sample storage to a provider, they are very unlikely to move it elsewhere. Shares lagged, however, following the company's reports of worse-than-expected operating results, primarily driven by COVID-related shutdowns in China and persistent input cost inflation. We view these issues as temporary, and continue to believe that Azenta's solid market positioning remains intact. The company has implemented several pricing actions that should have a meaningful impact over the next six months or so. Importantly, Azenta's balance sheet remains robust, with a net cash position of over $2 Construction partners Ticker Road was our highest stock contributor for the quarter. Other top contributors were Stockyards Bank Corp. ticker SYBT, RBC Bearing ticker RBC, Watsco ticker WSO, and Cheesecake Factory ticker Cake. Construction Partners engages in construction of roadways and highways. The company focuses on smaller size, shorter duration road resurfacing and maintenance projects. Competition for pavement projects is usually limited to local participants because hot-mix asphalt (HMA) must remain above a certain temperature so operators can only deliver it to projects within a 50-mile radius of the plant. This creates a dynamic of niche geographical markets and the company holds a leading position in each of the markets where it operates. In our view, vertical integration, the company owns plants and aggregate facilities, coupled with standardized IT systems, provides it with a cost advantage and better bidding capability relative to smaller competitors. Shares perform strongly following the company's reports of solid operating results and improved outlook driven by robust demand environment and subsiding inflationary pressures. Longer term, we believe the company is well positioned to benefit from the recently passed $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill.
1: Lastly, Julie, as we move into the fourth quarter of 2022, what are some of the key considerations you and the team are evaluating from a portfolio perspective?
2: COVID-19 has proven to be an unpredictable enemy, as evidenced by its multiple variants and recent case resurgence in China, so it will remain a wild card, at least in the near term. Slowing economic growth is most concerning, however, particularly as it is taking place against the backdrop of significant inflationary pressures, further exacerbated by a great deal of turmoil and uncertainty on the geopolitical front. For strategies with minimal exposure to Russia and Ukraine, such as this one, the crisis should continue to have little direct impact. Secondary effects could be quite meaningful, however. While some easing on the inflationary front is to be expected, inflation is still running at its fastest pace in years, driving up gas and food prices, putting pressure on consumer spending, the key driver of the US economy, and on businesses, with companies unable to offset dramatic input cost increases with high prices. Financial conditions have tightened considerably, with further interest rate increases expected but, again, this are taking place against the backdrop of a slowing economy. While the environment remains both challenging and uncertain, we believe that we are well-positioned. As we discussed, an economic slowdown usually leads investors to focus on higher-quality companies. As I mentioned, we shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposure, and in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with solid pricing power, including the ability to pass through input cost increases to their customers. We see companies that are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth. For them, a less accommodative rate environment tends to serve as a tailwind from a competitive standpoint. Additionally, in our experience, our company's financial strength allows them to hold more inventory on hand, which is important during periods of supply chain disruptions that are likely to persist this year. We believe that every crisis also presents an opportunity. In fact, one of our favorite ways of new idea generation is looking for better protected businesses in segments under pressure. As always, our focus is on differentiated businesses, self-funding entities, producing solid returns on capital from strong balance sheets a set of characteristics which we believe is highly relevant in this uncertain macroeconomic and geopolitical environment.
1: Julia, as always, thank you so much for the time and the insights you provide our listeners.
0: Thanks, Jordan. You have just listened to CaneCast, hosted by Jordan Greenhouse. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. For more of our investing insights, head over to our website, www.cane.com. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rednick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates. Our current, as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.